0: please join me in the prayer for elimination let us pray guide us O god by your word and spirit let that in your light we may see light in your truth find freedom and we discover our peace through jesus christ our lord amen our scripture reading today comes from the gospel of mark chapter 10 verse 13 through 16. hear these words people were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, that the little children come to me, do not stop them. For it is such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little soul as a, little, as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them.
1: Good morning. Y'all, this will be the shortest sermon y'all have ever heard. <laughs> um, my name's Anthony Lavoti. For those of you who don't know me, um, I'm the youth director here, so I work with our teenagers, and we're working on some really cool stuff, uh, family ministry-wise, to see what we can do to... Uh, Love All God's Children. So this is Love All God's Children Sunday. Uh, This is an initiative by our bishop, if you don't know about it, to increase uh, health, literacy, and discipleship in underprivileged children in our area. It's a really exciting opportunity to be able to think about how do we engage our children in all kinds of activities that cover the whole span of life. So not just faith development, but also dealing with their actual physical needs. Here at Chapelwood, we are working on that. We are uh, in the middle of this really cool thing. We've assembled a family ministry task force to guide us on our next steps in family ministry as a church. Now, so far we've worked with the discipleship pathway to create plans for developing our children and youth from birth all the way through to graduation and even a little beyond, which is cool. I'm I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I'm so pumped. And we will be revealing the work that we've done on the first Sunday in December. So you'll have to wait to find out all about it. But I'm going to talk a little bit about it this morning. I've loved working on this task force. I am such a giant nerd. I get like all excited when I'm like, "Ooh, w- ways to present faith formation to groups of people?" <laughs> <laughs> That probably does not sound like everybody's cup of tea. But I love the process, and I love systems, and I love to help make good ministry happen. Now, there's so much, there's so much theology in why we do ministry with kids and youth, so I'm going to tell you about it. Here it comes. The best way to start is by looking into the Bible passage that was just read for us beautifully by Julia. Thank you. This is a fairly common passage. Jesus, Jesus takes the children close to him, and says it is to them that the kingdom of God belongs. The disciples had just tried to shoo the little ones away. No, no, not for you. No, but Jesus got mad, indignant, and he did not let the disciples do that. Now, there's a chunk of context that is important to point out, just like there always is, right? Our interpretation is assisted by knowing the historical context because, if you remember last week, in the Methodist church, scripture is able to be critiqued. Good. Hopefully you're paying attention. Great. <laughs> in the early first century, when these books were being experienced, communicated, and written, the world belonged to Rome. In the same breath, then, it can be communicated that the highest value held by Roman, uh, the Roman world was reason. Rome believed that children were an unfortunate step along the path to growing into being a rational adult. They didn't have any rights. They were under complete subjective rule of their patriarch, who could even make the choice whether a birth child lived or died or was cast out into the wilderness to be left alone. Now, Jewish culture wasn't as harsh, but there was still a sense that the young people, well, they weren't adherent to the law, and therefore they were incomplete. They valued children as a blessing, as evidenced in the story of Abraham and Jacob. The children of Israel, though, they were important as eventual law followers. So along comes this Jesus guy, who is Jewish, by the way, and he says to his disciples, who were also Jewish, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Whoa, hold up! You're saying that these kids are not only no no they're not an unfortunate stop. You're saying these kids who are completely under patriarchal rule, or future law doers. That's not what they are. They are they are kingdom inheritors that doesn't fit with my worldview, man. That doesn't work. Well, tough beans. The kingdom of heaven belongs to the kiddos. What does that mean, though? What does that mean? I think there are two things that we ought to pull from this. One, children are welcomed into the kingdom of God as its intended recipients. There is no stipulation attached to it. The fascinating thing about Jewish culture in the first century CE and our culture today is that there's some significant overlap. We still expect our children to behave, to follow the rules, and to do what they ought to do, right? But they're kids. Do they always do everything they ought to do? No. <laughs> All the parents are like, well, I <laughs> don't want to see it, but... Of course not! Of course! I love my kiddos. Emmeline and Claire May, they are amazing. Some of my favorite people in the whole wide world. But if they did everything that I asked of them without arguing or complaining, I'd be like, what is wrong with them? <laughs> I'd be like, hold on, this, this, doesn't, this doesn't compute. Okay. But the thing is, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven belongs to the children without any caveats, not just when they're behaving, not just when they're doing what they're supposed to do, not just when they're following all the rules, always. And if that's true, then the following must also be true. Children are welcomed into the kingdom of God as ones totally dependent on God's favor. The reason children are welcome without stipulation is because Jesus shows the children favor. He is the parental figure, but in his immeasurable grace, he invites the children to come into his kingdom where the least, the powerless, the oppressed, and the outcast are welcomed. And in the first century, children certainly could be outcast literally and absolutely were powerless. Jesus' mandate to the disciples to let the children come to him is the same mandate he gives to us today. Where are our children present in church? Just that back corner way over there that you never visit? No, 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 no. The children belong to the whole church, even the parts you don't want them in because they might break something. What does our church look like when our children are at the center of our discipleship? What does it mean for us as a church to recognize that all God's children deserve to be loved? Not only loved, but exemplified. Ask yourselves and others these questions as you walk up the door today. We're called to love all God's children, and that means all God's children are welcome in all spaces. Let's reflect that kind of love in our church. We're working on it, like I said. So, we've been rolling, we are rolling out the family ministry results, and you'll see what we're talking about in early December. But our definition of family ministry is this. Family ministry at Chapelwood UMC centers everyone in the family of God around a lifelong pathway of faith development by equipping the greater community to take their next steps in their faith formation journey. In family ministry at Chapel at UMC, children will be involved with worship more than just a few times a year. Youth will volunteer alongside kids because the mentors the youth have will give them the tools to succeed in their own mentoring and service. The adults, all of us, will know that this church expects every one of us to be responsible for the growth and discipleship of these young people because y'all took a vow to do so when they were baptized When they are confirmed, when they are brought into this church, you made a promise. And we're going to expect you to keep it. So buckle up. (laughs) Get ready to love all God's children in a real and tangible way by being present with and among them and actively showing them God's love and acceptance without caveat. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.